Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Friday afternoon. Where we are going to drink some wine and then whine about all the things that are making us drink some wine. It's true. I am your host, Zane C. Weber, here with the mellifluous. Oh, Gina Schwartz, hello. And the, uh, I was going to say self-aggrandizing, but then I was like, that's an insult. So let's just say magnificent. Andy Shoslam. And returning special guest, the one and the only... Liz Best. Liz Best is here again. How are you going, Liz? I'm good. There is actually a Liz Best at my work. Oh. Like at my own work. But I am the best Liz Best. Yes. So you're Liz One? I'm Liz One. <laughs> so yeah. there's another Elizabeth Best. <laughs> yeah, that it's so weird because I've never met another Elizabeth Best and then someone keeps sending emails to because my email oh. address is e.best. And then this other girl is like Liz.best. Oh. And people keep emailing her thinking they're emailing me. And I'm like, how are there two of I've never met her. Wow. I wonder if she is my exact twin and it's some kind of sliding <laughs> door scenario. Well, we can only hope <laughs> that you've both ended up at the <laughs> at same, the same place. Yeah, <laughs> so which means I made all the right choices, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was someone's first Zane the other day. Real, you were the first Zane. Zane. Their, their name was Zane and I was the first other Zane that they'd ever met. You're the first Zane I've ever... You're the only Zane I know. We are very few and far between. Mm. I know the name Zane, but I, I think you're right. You're the first Zane that I've known. Mm. And That's you're weird. the first Gina with the E-E-N-A really? that I've oh. known. Mm. Other than Gina Davis, but we're not acquainted personally. <laughs> Aren't you? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know because around my time, Gina Davis was very prolific. So any redhead in the 90s is a Gina. Mm-hmm. So I know a couple of Ginas around my age, mm. which is if you're all Gina and redhead, no one's unique. Well. <laughs> there can only be one. There can only be one. So you have to kill all the others, right? I haven't done that already. (laughs) Well, before we say anything that we can't take back, I will tell you that once again, we are sponsored by thewinegallery.com.au. Wine Gallery. Thank you very much, Gina. And this week, they have supplied us with a Mundara Cuvée Marie from Gippsland, Victoria. It's an Australian sparkling white. Oh. And so are we having a bit of a sniff? It has a very fruity taste. Again, like many white wines, it smells like apricot and passion fruit. Mm. I like that it's sparkling. I've missed our sparklings. We haven't had many. We've had a we lot of We haven't had many, no. No. But we, well, we have had our, we had our first sparkling red not so long ago. It was very lovely. And, well, I have the wine gallery to soon to be good pair day, so don't get mixed up when they switch over. Um, 
they've just added, usually you can say, I would like this many reds and this many whites in my order. Oh. They've just added sparkling and, <gasps> and champagne to it as well. So well, you can good. pick numbers and, and do things like that on your order. Mm. So I will say, before we get into talking about the wine itself, uh, if you go into our show notes, you will find our promo code, glass of wine with an H. Wine. Wine, and if you use that on your first order, you get twenty five dollars off. And if you use that twenty five dollars to add a fourth bottle to your regular three bottles, then you will also get free delivery. What a good time! It's worth it. So, an extra bottle of wine for free. What a good day! I do like free alcohol, which Mm -hmm. is why this is my third time on this podcast. (laughs) Yes, you guys provide me with booze, and I like it. It's the least we can do, you know. So, so what do we think? What do we think of this Mundara Cuvée Marie? It's very crisp. Mm. Yes, it has a taste that is not given away um, in its aroma at all. No, there's something doesn't taste like it smells at all. So we are serving this one chilled. Yeah, there's something sharp and a little bit bitter. I can't quite put my finger on the taste. Not not an unpleasant bitterness mm. and not terribly strong, but it's mm. there. It smells sweet and fruity, it, but it is the taste is very finite. It yeah, starts, it, it, it ends, and it, that's it. It just it it's like it shouts and then stops. <laughs> so I'm looking at a shout. <laughs> it's, it's kind of pleasant in my mm. mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not like it's not an unpleasant shout. It's just like a hey, <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's good. All right. Well, and with a name like Moondara, isn't that a very um, like uh, image depicting name? Moondara. I'm imagining a moon over over a lake. Yeah, I, I, night. it's nighttime. It? I expect to to hear caravan site after Moondara <laughs> Caravan Park. <laughs> really? Wow. It's that that sort of name. But it, you know, the only thing it has is a nice beach or a nice creek and a camping site. I'm imagining, I guess, like Carnarvon Gorge, that okay, kind, yeah. that kind of area, that kind of like very heavily forested, not too civilized. We're probably completely, completely. It's wrong. it's from Gippsland in Victoria, right? Um, there you go. So the Mandara Fish and Tackle Shop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so would we like to play the game and guess what this wine oh. pairs with? Oh. I will say this is a a, a, a rather odd one. So every, think an odd I, answer. I don't know why, but every time we do a new podcast, I forget about the game. <laughs> like every you time. You came up to a surprise. I know. So when, <laughs> whenever, whenever anyone else does it, I'm like, oh, damn it, I haven't thought of anything yet. Hold on. Well, you can't go wrong with seafood and white wine, and I don't think this would pair badly with any kind of seafood. I don't eat seafood, but I feel like whatever it is would be something with either like a cheesy or a salty. Okay, yeah. So like a pasta or yeah, something? Yeah, well, my immediate thought was like a risotto. Yeah. Um, was like some kind Could of risotto drink, with drink either some kind of zesty Zest. flavour to it or even like a mushroomy kind of mellow, mm. either or, I think. Here's That's what one. I would have with it, whether it's right or not. I don't care. <laughs> I just want food. Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking fish. With lemon. Yeah. I Yeah. Or I'm thinking KFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, I mean, the seafood answer is it's white wine, so seafood is a given. Uh, so you were correct. The most correct answer, though, was Gina <laughs> when she said KFC. lemon. Well, I lemon. said zesty. Uh, <laughs> you, you, did, you did say zesty, it? but it says it pairs nicely uh, with a... a 
fresh fruits and nuts. Wow. Do you know, I went against my first instinct because oh. I wanted to say, when you said it's tricky, I was thinking a particular meal. I, my first instinct was, I imagine this being on a cheese platter with apple. Yeah. Apple. With apple. apple. Yeah, and like cheese slices of apple. this wine. That is oh, exactly that is what I thought. So but nice. when you said it's tricky, I was like, well, it won't be a cheese platter with like fruit no, and nuts fruit. then, will it? <laughs> but I was like, yeah, fruit. dried like dried apple. Yeah, or, mm. or even just fresh apple with a walnut. Yes. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. Mm. Or put some apple in it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You could make a kick-ass sangria on this, like a white wine sangria. <laughs> sangria. Actually, yeah. Like fill the fruit in the wine rather than eating uh. it with and then just eat nuts. So good. <laughs> yeah. It's so healthy. It's, it's, it's not super sweet. It's a little dry. Mm. It tastes a little s- bit of apricot. For a sparkling, it's not even that bubbly. No, no. It's, no, it's quite it's subtle. It's just crisp. Mm. It's just like, a, uh, yeah. I know nothing about wine, but I like this. Oh, where where are we too. drinking it? I, my initial thought when I thought of the platter and the cheeses is I was like, I feel like, have you ever been up to um, uh, Spices Peak Lodge in Maryvale? No. So this is not an ad. I just love this place. <laughs> so it's this boutique like hotel accommodation that pretty much one side of the entire building is glass and it's on the edge of a mountaintop. Oh, wow. They have this fireplace that is slightly <gasps> taller than me and these super plush couches and a little piano in the corner i would just like to so say liz is like, not is not dwarf sites it's like <laughs> i'm five two so mm. but so it's technically. like technically it's like queensland ski lodge without the snow and i'm okay. thinking i'm sitting on the plush couch with my little charcuterie and fruits and nuts and cheese platter in front of the fireplace yes nice. yeah i'm into it my I feel, yeah my first reaction was i'm okay I've never been on one, but I I really want to go on one. So please advise me against it if it's shit. So I want to go on a high tea that's on one of the boats that goes around the Brisbane River. So mm-hmm. high teas are amazing. Yeah. I've never had one on a boat. High yeah. teas are amazing. I've never had a good one oh. on a boat. <laughs> I feel like... And no disrespect to boats, but (laughs) (laughs) to the people running them. No, um, I I feel like a lot of the food isn't as as fresh as it can be. Yeah, that's what I was also wondering about. Transported and yeah, and and like kept at a particular temperature. (sighs) What I reckon is you could make your own little high tea and have it on a picnic, like oh, that'd be nice. But or let's get rich, buy a fucking yacht. (laughs) Yeah, 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 and. Make our own high tea. Well, I think the whole point of high tea is that you don't have to do anything. You just turn up and it's amazing. Well, I I like making all the stuff on a high tea platter except for the fiddly chocolatey stuff. So we can buy that. I'll make the sandwiches and the scones and we're done. Do you like doing that? I adore. Do you know what? I live alone so I don't bake often. But baking for people makes me so happy like I just love and then being like have the fruits of my labor everybody and they taste it and then they're like you're amazing and I go I know and it's great for everyone (laughs) get out (laughs) now tidy up get the maid no (laughs) yeah I like doing that I will make scones for you and then you scones. can make something for me and we can have like a potluck kind of. Are you I coming <laughs> over on Saturday? Pot yeah. Luck. I will make yeah. scones for you to have when, when you come over on Saturday. Oh, my God. I haven't had scones in years. Yeah. I will make the tiny little ones. <laughs> I use um, a champagne glass to cut them so oh that they end God. up being mini. Uh, 
goodness. Yeah. Well, I now like I just want to have scones with this wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, it's true. It's, it's a high tea kind of wine. I like making things. I just don't know how good I am at it. You know what I mean? Like I like baking, but I'm not like a, ooh, let's put a bit of this and put a bit of ooh, that. Yeah. I'm just like, follow the recipe. If it doesn't work out, I tried my best. I have, I have a trick for you. Okay. Self-raising flour. <laughs> yeah. Can of lemonade. Mix it up. Uh, roll it into your scone shapes. Bake it. What happens? Scones. It's an easy scone recipe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So and they and they get a really nice kind of a light because it's, it's got like the bubbly zizz left over. Mm. I don't know bubbly what the actual zizz. word for that is. Carbonation. But the, the, I just I like zizz better. <laughs> zizz. It's, it's a bit zizzy. Where, yeah. where are you drinking this, Andy? It's remarkable that you should say you um, you were talking about baking and making food for people. Yes. I want to have this. In a very intimate setting, I want to be making dinner with the person I'm going to be oh, eating it with. Oh, I like that. And drinking this as well. It's that sort of wine. And is romantic. It's a, it's a let's bring people together and have chats and wine wine. Yeah. Chats yeah. and wine. Yeah. That's I'm very this on a picnic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We're all, we've all we're got all similar kind of, we're except all for me, who's like in a fireplace. I think this is definitely daytime wine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel this as a nighttime wine, but, I you feel, know. I feel like, like... Normally, a chilled bubbly, I'd be like summer, but I could drink this in the cold. Mm, yeah, mm. But I think so. You mm. wouldn't want this as the last wine of the evening. No, no, no it's, it's like a nice little yeah. Yeah. Pinot Noir to send me off to slumber. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's our wine, and now we've come to the segment of the show that I like to call the guest corner. <laughs> oh, I like I like this corner. I'm going to own this corner tonight. Well, the guest corner, you have to yell at the top of your lungs about all the things that have annoyed you this week. I will break your microphone if I yell with the <laughs> with the anger and the vigor well, that I have. Speak at a regular volume, but imply that. Okay, the so here's the thing: <laughs> this might not be my anger from this specific week, but I'm still fucking angry. What happened? Game of Thrones ending happened. <laughs> okay. And I would like to talk about television shows with really fucking disappointing endings. So let's just say okay. it's a blanket spoiler warning for yes. every TV show there that's is, ended if, ever. If, if, you know, we might say the show name and then be like, okay, if you don't want to hear this bit, skip a couple of seconds in the, you know, whatever. But Or we could yeah. just blanket statement <laughs> blanket. the whole thing and be like, shows that have ended... I'm not sure Fair that I'm going to be able game. to control okay. myself. Okay, what are the shows that have ended that you've gone, no? I'm furious at Game of Thrones at the moment because they had such a beautiful um, uh, beautiful bit of intricate character development and plot lines that they set up from season one to five where they kind of threw it out the window season six but then got good again at the end of season six and then pissed it all up the wall season seven and eight. Yeah. Um, Are you saying they got lazy? I'm saying they went, Star Wars, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. This fucking Game of Thrones thing we have to do. Also, <laughs> they didn't have the books to draw off, so they signed up for an adaptation thinking, well, it's like 10 years away. Surely he'll be finished the book. I, no. honor, I honestly think that they it, – it wasn't a lack of foresight on their behalf. I think up until that season five, they had the foresight of George R.R. R. Martin, and then after that, they just started writing for TV – Again, yeah. rather than writing the, sto- the but story. But he was a consultant on the show, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he was ga- a consultant. He, and he said that he gave them the major plot points. Yeah. And but it then feels they kind like, of wrote to those plot points. Well, this is the thing. The first thing I said when it ended was that I was like, it feels like someone's asked me for help for an assignment and I've gone, here are the <laughs> dot points of the things that you need to hit and they've just submitted the dot points. Mm. Yeah. You know? like it. it are we going to spoil anything? 
I fucking think so. If we I want think to. they spoiled it themselves. They spoiled it themselves. Read. They yeah. ruined it. They like like Jamie's entire character arc being completely, you know. Oh, I hate it. I'm that. so angry at that. The fact that they turned all of the women cray cray. The fact all of the women. Brienne, Brienne yeah. of Tarth, literally the best female character in that show, and a show Correct. with lots of great female characters. Mm-hmm. And in the final three episodes. They turn her into a... A gaggling... A, a, a blithering female who just <laughs> cries when the man she's just slept with is going away from her. Now, there was a story that came out today that said that we've completely misconstrued that and she's not crying because he's leaving, but she's crying because she knows that he's going to his death and can't change oh, it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care. Even so. If you need to explain the punchline to me, it doesn't translate. Yeah. But, but even so, even if she's crying for that reason, that's not something that season five Brienne of Tarth would have done. She would have gone, I'm coming with you. Yeah, or she would have stopped him from going yeah. by breaking his knee or something. Either or. <laughs> Either or she or. would have gone, oh, you want to leave me? Fuck you, I'm better than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was such a woman full of Yeah, she would have been confidence. like, thanks for knighting me, now fuck off. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she literally fought against that whole thing her whole life and then she has sex with Jamie and so she's just a woman again. You know what also pisses me off the fact that Jamie had this huge storyline of like he's getting better he's gonna be a good person and then he leaves to go back to his fucking I will sister. never forgive them and that and he for did, what they did to I, Jamie after having one of the greatest redemptive arcs of all time and I thought he was gonna go back to kill her like you know in that me bit- too, so did everybody and I spent the entire week after he left, saying to people, no, he's, he's not going, he's not left him. He's not a fuck boy. He's not left Brienne for no reason. He's <laughs> left Brienne to go and kill Cersei and then they'll go. So then he can be with Brienne or whatever yeah. it is. I defended him for a week and then I went, well, my bad. Well, and they're bad. Also, they just did nothing with Arya. Yeah, she she's was a just fucking face-shifting the assassin. Not to mention the entire 30 seconds of discovering a white horse and riding off. In it. And then the next scene we see her, she's walking back to where she rode the horse off on yeah. with no horse. Would she just ride around the block and then come back? Yep. She fell off the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they wasted, like, yeah, cool, she got to kill the Night King, whatever. How epic. And then after that it was like, well, you've had your time in the sun, sit down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She should She should have found, found Jamie. Jamie should have recognised that she has full claim to kill him and say, okay, you can kill me as long as you kill Cersei as well. And then she should have and used then she Jamie's his face, face. Gone, killed Cersei. <laughs> and we shouldn't have known that it was her. Until after no, Cersei was No, but I also dead. don't agree that Arya should have killed Cersei because she's killed the Night King. Well, you she can't, can't give that have person. both of the exactly. kills. However, exactly. she should have done something well, more. If any of I you have hoping- listened to the film podcast that I used to be on, you will know that I'm a big fan of character death. And the fact that only one person died in that last episode is the main tragedy of the series. Because this whole series is about anyone can die. Your favourite character could die at a whim. Well, and that's the I, thing. I was expecting that. I was this so is waiting what they for did. everyone to The die. writers thought they were so clever. They're like, everyone now expects death, so we're not going to give it to them and we're going to subvert expectations by making it... But that's sh- not the world. No. Everyone dies. Yeah. No. And you know what? Like, I... The only death that I was emotionally affected by this season, I think, if I'm remembering things correctly... Like, I, there were some characters that I loved that died. The only character that I was in tears about was Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. I hate that guy. I, I know. 
I hate him. I know. And most <laughs> people like do. Did you like him, then hate him? No. I've been I a, never liked him. I've been a Theon apologist the, since. Is he the eunuch? Yes. Uh, one of Ray, them. He was the one. Made a eunuch. Yeah. Yes. So he, he, one of them. Yeah. So, but the reason why I have always been a Theon apologist is because he made shitty decisions because he lacked love. Because he didn't he have... He lacked um, bravery. There were so many... Re- but he tried – no, the number of things that he tried to do to show people that he was brave in the wrong way. Yeah. Like he, he watched <laughs> Sansa get raped and, and then yours, saved her. And you want me to sit here and say he's a good man no, and he saved her. But he'd been completely emasculated at that point. Yeah, he had been tortured beyond – like he made, his shitty mistake was in season one choosing to side with his real family and the belief that blood is thicker than – Okay, that you know, was the first mistake that, that I could live with. And that was the mistake that he had to keep doubling down on through the entire fucking series and he paid well and truly for it. And then the fact that he'd finally been told by someone who had the least emotion of anyone in the entire series that he was a good man and he got to die bravely because you know, he hadn't the been. one character death that I was very disappointed by I won't say emotionally moved because I don't think I was emotionally moved by any of the character deaths in this arc, was Lady Mormont, the little girl. Yeah. Yeah. She deserves so much more than what she got. Kick ass, though. Kick no, ass. that was the one where I was like, "That's a good fucking death." Yeah, and it's it was a it wasn't even one of the main characters. She had proved herself to be a yeah. force. But the fact that no one saw her yeah. that that moment, like she's not going to be Lady Mormont, the giant killer. She's just going to be another casualty of, of the thing, and it's like that's what I mean. Like the whole the whole story is about how this is remembered in the future because yeah. it's about breaking the wheel that they they're, they're trapped on of summer winter summer winter summer winter. Yeah, they're about breaking that wheel, and so it's about it's about this, oh, the fact that they wrote a book called The Song of Ice and Fire and they're like... The writers are the real heroes. Right? <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no. The writers get this last say. I'm and like, Tyrion's not up. in there at all. That's fucking rude. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I got the shits with is that, yes, cool, we had Clegane Bowl and they faced off and Kyburn's death was the greatest of the whole series because um, it happened in half a second. Just yeah. picked up dead. Um, they could have made that hit me by having... Literally five seconds of Sandor Clegane, a.k.a. the Hound, seeing the fire, having an ever so slight PTSD response and then pushing his brother in anyway. 100%. He pushed him into a wall without seeing the fire and that moment of vulnerability before the punch would have kicked that in the guts for me. I – and okay – the Hound was one of my favourite characters. And I didn't cry when he died. I didn't cry. And I expected to. I felt – I was like, oh, I wish he could have lived, but I wasn't like that's devastating. Can I say something controversial? Yeah. The Hound's fight with Brienne was so much more epic than the Hound's fight yes. with yeah. Uh, yes. Gregor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the, the one with Gregor was picturesque. Yeah, and it, it, was, was, it was – And this is the entire yeah. thing. I have never seen a show that has been more stunningly shot. It's like they – Polished a they turd. Did have <laughs> millions of dollars. I know, but like, and and everybody who's saying it's so rude that we're complaining about the ending. I'm like, look, 
the actors did a fabulous job. The cinematographers <laughs> and, did a fabulous and none job. None of the actors are happy with the ending like, either, and that says something because they've been with these characters for a decade now. And there's entire there's a three and a half minute film of people's reactions <laughs> to the finale and how awkward. Like the the, the best one was when they asked um, Amelia Clark whether she was happy with the ending or not, and she just went. Uh, she best makes that face. season ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll show you the footage. Really awkward it's face. awkward. <laughs> well, I just, I also don't agree with the people who are like, Danny killed all those people out of nowhere. Like, what the? F-? I don't agree with that because her character arc was going. Oh my! Because at this, I watched Game of Thrones in a in like in a, a month. Yeah, so I oh, wow. saw it all coming. So yeah. she was great. I believed that she was going to get the Iron Throne and that she deserved it. And by the end, I was like, she's gone from good to bad. And when people were like, it was such a dramatic change. Why mm. did she kill those people? I was like, because she's insane. Because she's gone from like sane, wanting to help people to like, I just need to kill everything because I'm so mad. She lost one of the only people, like she's lost so much. And by the end, she just wanted to blame someone. I understand the character change yeah the problem that i have is that they made her too good to make her bad in the fact that yes she did have flashes of taking pleasure in other people's deaths but they're all people that we wanted to die so we cheered on with her but it was the fact that they deliberately made her say things like there's no way i want to be queen of ashes and like say a hundred percent i would never do that i i love you know they they made her say things that were too virtuous to make the flashes of madness in the t- if we had have had a full 10 episode season rather than 6 i would have been completely happy with danny's descent but it happened across two episodes no but i after 10 years i, I mean, already saw her being yeah, fucked they, in season 5 yeah when she was when she was taking down the slavers that yes. she she went a little crazy then and she then again did. when she went back to the dothraki so but I they already made saw so it much of a point of having yeah. her say there's no way that she wants to do the thing that she did if she hadn't have said there's no way i would ever do that i would totally have bought it more and honestly they just needed to give it room to breathe she needed more rate she she the to, to earn what she did uh, in that final episode, she needed to be raving mad as soon as we we saw um, what's her name, Missande. Missande die. Yeah. she needed to be like totally crazy. T- oh, so that was the switch that flipped her. Yeah, that yeah. was when Cersei killed Missande in front of her, and then she turned around and. Walked Don't even get me started on the Missande <laughs> dying in chains. If I was the writer and I was like. She knew what was about to happen to her and said, Dracarys, I would have pu- I would have yep. I would have jumped and pulled Cersei with me. Or jumped. Yeah. She is such a strong character that that character wouldn't have just stood there and been like, Yep, cut my head off. She should have jumped. Let's talk about the dragon, shall we? The dragon <laughs> that almost died so many times just by undead people crawling on it, can now sometime somehow explode buildings with just fire from its mouth. Although there was a lot of green explosions because of the wildfire yeah, that you, Danny's dad had. but you literally had. see it fly over a, a street and the building's exploding as it breathes yeah, fire true. on them. Or the <laughs> fact that the dragon that got shot down the week before, yep. like you're in the air and you couldn't see that there was a buttload of ships mm. below you. Also, I'm sitting there going, those ballasts don't turn fast. Go from behind and burn them all. 
And she's like, oh, no, run away. Yeah, like, it, was, it was a whole <gasps> bunch of... All of a sudden, the next episode, she's destroyed all of the Scorpions. It was a whole bunch of, like, plot armour just moving from character to character, from episode to episode. Like, this character is has all this power now because we need another character to die. But in the very next episode, the character they needed to die has the plot armour now because they need yeah. the attacker to die. Have, just, you seen the, have you seen the supercut of uh, George R. R. Martin talking about how he hates when... Uh, stories do this where they where, where they send in their characters into this you know horrendous battle scene or whatever and nothing touches these characters they, yeah. they can't die superimposed against all the all uh. the <laughs> Everything and, and, that Danny all, all does. the crazy stuff in in the last season yeah. where people don't die and they yeah. and, and they well, should. like so the Battle of Winterfell, right? So the way that the writers wrote so many things is that they looked like characters were going to die and then they didn't. Yeah. So for example, when John makes the decision to leave Sam when he's failing to go towards Bran and the Night King, that should be an indication that he has to sacrifice something to go to the Night King. But then Sam survives, so there's no fucking point of having. He's the real hero of the whole series. Yeah, but he's the writer, so <laughs> there you go. Um, I love Sam. I do too, and I had <laughs> predicted that he was going to be the writer of all of it from, like, yeah. season one. Yeah, I did not predict that. Um, but, like, I just – it's lazy writing, and as a it writer, is. it offended me. Like, <laughs> it offended me. And it there's was, so yeah. many other TV series that have also ended disappointingly, like Dexter, anyone? Oh, yeah, I was – when you when you, when you you suggested that this is just going to be bad TV shows that ended poorly, like, Dexter is – Pretty much number one. Yeah. Like, as soon as, I, honestly, as soon as they got into the incest storyline, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> I don't know anything about Dexter. It's disappointing as fuck. Oh. Yeah. Like, they have, so that the whole, this guy's he a. He eats people. No. No, no he kills no, he's people. He's a serial he, he killer serial who killers. kills serial killers. He only oh. kills bad people. Okay. Season so. four is the best. Yes. The Appar- one with John Lithgow. How many yeah. seasons are there? Eight. Eight. Wow. Yeah. But, like, what yeah. else? What else is terrible? Oh, Quantum Leap. Like, Kill Me Now. That uh, was the most disappointing. That 70s show? I never saw the ending of that oh, 70s show. Oh, so bad. What happened? So, well, um, uh, uh, Eric, who, Tova Grace, yeah. uh, left for Africa. Um, uh, then Ashton Kutcher was at that point appearing only just now and now and then. Uh, Jackie and Fez... Um, uh, Made up and got married. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Hyde has a stripper wife. Oh, God. And then they went on to do that 80s show. Oh, God. Disa- okay. So Disappointing <laughs> endings, Gossip Girl. Yeah. Like, that makes no fucking sense. They retconned that badly. Like, someone who couldn't have possibly been Gossip Girl ends up being Gossip Girl. Like, it was impossible. And fucking Pretty but Little it's also- Lies. I don't actually know that one because I hate that show. Basically, the big bad was somebody who we met in the last two episodes was someone's secret twin. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. And nobody knew knew who the person was. It was like you can't have an entire like have a many season show and then then having us guess who the big bad is and having it change from person to person and having the big bad be someone that you've never met except you have because it's played by the same actor. (laughs) Spooky. No, yeah. The thing with Gossip Girl and I feel like some shows is – 
people start shows going, maybe this will never be a thing. And then it hits big time. And they extend and extend and extend and and extend. And then by the end, they're like, fuck, we actually need to end this, but we don't know how. Yeah. So they haven't thought about it until like the last season. Or they have thought about it and changed their mind 50 million times. Because they changed their mind on Gossip Girl as to who Gossip Girl would be. And then you also have Lost. Yeah. Where people were like saying, it's purgatory from season two. And then they're like, nope, not purgatory. It's definitely not purgatory. It's this other thing that's not kind of like purgatory, but it's, but it's not, not purgatory. purgatory. And uh, yeah, so, but I guess that, that was that style of show that was like writing specifically for cliffhangers yeah. that kind of twisted the audience's perception over and over and over again. But so you can't get it. yourself back from no. that. But yeah, like I was saying, Quantum Leap is a really old TV show but that I was obsessed with and it's about Good this. Show. Yeah, it's great, right? Except the ending. It was about <laughs> this guy who basically, how did he get into the leaping in the first place? Was it a voluntary thing? Or? I yeah, do it not was, remember. It was like a, a, a dimension jump or a time travel experiment. But yeah. But he would jump into the body of somebody in that time. And fix their life somehow. Yeah. There was a problem. that oh. they, they, He had to fix something before he could jump and move on. Well, that's, how, that's how the computer would select who, could he, who ever he be would himself? jump into. No. Well, okay, so the, the the last episode, and this is so not – I mean, we've put a blanket spoiler. Blanket right spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. But it, it, it's all this, you know, wonderful storyline of it's like a – you know, problem of the week kind of show, but then you've got the overarching. He's trying to get home. Okay. And then the because the, the, the he couldn't figure out how to get home, and then there's like a title card. He never got home, and that's the end. <laughs> that's never, the he end. never made it home. He ne- and that's all it was. It was like episode they episode episode. Ex- they didn't even show it through film. Nope. They had a title card that said he never wow. made it home. <laughs> wow. That's. Sucks. That's punch you in the gut awful. But up until then, pretty good show. It was a great show. But I will say <laughs> better to have even a bad ending and no than, ending. than no. to have a show that just doesn't die. I loved The Simpsons oh, for it, <sighs> 12 seasons maybe. It was you know, yeah. good. Same with South yep. Park, same with Family Guy. Honestly, I honestly believe that The Simpsons is only still around because South Park is still going and they don't want to lose their record (laughs) to South Park Right. once they stop and South Park keeps going. Uh. I'll tell you though, have you ever had those TV shows where they ended too quickly? Carnival. So are we talking like ended by cancellation or are we talking? Yeah. So like pushing daisies for me. Oh, mine is mine are bad. <laughs> mine are Dance Academy and the Inbetweeners. The I've in be- seen any of them. You'd okay. have more Inbetweeners. Okay, for the thing is, the Inbetweeners have three seasons, and in those seasons, they have like six episodes. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's British TV. Yeah, but the thing is, they've already done two movies, whereas they could have done another season or maybe two more seasons and then a movie and then been like, we're done now. You know what I mean? But I just yeah. felt like they were like, this is a good TV show, but now it's ended. And then they've gone, fuck, everyone really loves this. But oh, fuck. Part, ah. of it's, part of the reason why it's good is because it's limited. Yeah, this but they needed slightly more. There's a yeah. sweet spot and <laughs> okay, they didn't okay. get it. I mean, this no. is, I mean, this okay. is how I feel about like – I. Uh, Shows that should end and ha- like I adored the ending to Downton Abbey. Sure, adored yeah. it. Don't tell me. I won't. <laughs> even though we've this had this is a the sp- one show yep. that I don't want to know. Six but feet under. But they're making a movie. They've made a movie. Oh, have they? Yeah, Why? and it's coming out wow. in a couple of months. And the movie is 
the Queen's coming to Downton Abbey. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God. I can just see every old biddy with their teacup and saucer sitting there going, <laughs> oh, the Queen. Uh, like, I just and, – and again, Scrubs, perfect ending. And then they did season eight and yeah. fucked it all up. Yeah. I will say my pet peeve, one of them, one of my pet peeves, is the TV shows that exist past there, like Scrubs, like I think Brooklyn Nine Nine's doing it. Like when yeah. when it came out that Brooklyn Nine Nine was going to be cancelled, I'm like, okay, good. That's probably a good thing. I disagree wholeheartedly. I know on that. you do. <laughs> I would be what, happy for them to have had when they one extra it? season. What happens when they ruin it? Yeah, they exactly. haven't yet. It is. Yeah, that's right. It is still good. <laughs> they haven't yet. I was very impressed. And with, it's yes, yeah. and it, and it's good until it isn't. Yes, and exactly. And the second it yeah. becomes yeah. not good anymore, that's it. Everything but, is everything but you is see off the makers never know when it's not good. But they will. Exa- okay, yeah, so exactly here's the right. thing. One of my favourite shows um, at the moment is Shit's Creek. Love it. Love it, love it, love oh, it. Oh, like S-C-H? S-C-H, yeah. Yeah. Shit's Creek. So adorable characters that I have grown oh. to absolutely oh. love within an inch of my life. They have I always g- planned to mm. end at season six. And Which even though they are so popular and they are doing live shows in every fucking city in America and Canada at the moment and they are getting thousands of people coming to these shows just to see these people, they are ending – at season six. Good, good. Because Which they know. That's what they should do. And they have planned from the start, if they were ever lucky enough to get there, that's when they'd finish. And I think more people need to realise yeah. or kind of go, look, if we get extended, we need to bow out here. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, well, yeah. They at least have Either. the integrity to say, we're writing a good story and we're not going to compromise the story. Yes. Yes. You know, for an extra million dollars. I mean, even, even Breaking Bad, they had a plan but then they did split that last season up to kind of eke that more money I've out I've never of it. seen Breaking Bad. I'm not spoiling it. No, no, no. I do know what happens I because I've knows. seen kind of things like quite <laughs> spoiled. Um, but my, when I was talking to my uncle about it, I was like, tell me what, what are some bad TV shows because he and I talk movies and TV yeah, all yeah. the time. And he was like, you need to talk about shows where they've planned the story arc from the start and Breaking Bad was one that he pointed yep. out. Yeah. So I really? I now need to see it. And everyone else... It's, it's because that character arc was planned from the very yes. start and it was greenlit to be made through to the end. Mm. Um, and it, it is it is a masterpiece of storytelling and character acting from Brian Cranston. Yeah. But I think... Brian Cranston... I've seen him yeah, live. Am in I right? Network. <laughs> I mean, what are you He's saying? Just as a concept. Just amazing. He it's was in. I saw, so I saw him do Network on the mm. West End in London, oh. which is the I'm mad as hell yeah, and I'm not yeah, going to yeah. take it anymore. That is one of the finest pieces of theatre in terms of staging and acting. Brian Cranston, he is There's fucking incredible. There's a few people that I think are truly like artists yeah. and actors. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Um, Stanley and Tucci. also. Holy shit, it's just left my mind. J.K. Simmons. I would die I've just for him. started I would watching Whiplash. Who? John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow. I agree. Looking up. Uh, you will definitely you know, will know him if you who don't, he is. I probably you do, but he's I amazing just... in The Crown. He's amazing in everything. Yeah. Even in, in Cliffhanger, he was the perfect villain, yep. but then in Third Rock from the Sun, he's the perfect sitcom ridiculous really clown. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and I then love Dexter. Him. He's an awesome killer. And I yeah. love him in Kinsey as uh, as yes. the disapproving father. Yep. Yeah, um, he's in Shrek. Yes, yes. he's Lord Farquaad. <laughs> is, he also, is he also the disapproving disapproving father in Footloose? The Reverend. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's him as well. Yeah. Gina's, uh, on, Gina's on the internet. Gina's on it. Gina's, <laughs> Gina's Googled it's there. True. <laughs> yeah, John Lithgow. Yeah. Uh, treasure. Uh, but this episode has gone a long time. I think not just, long enough. Justifiably, <laughs> I'm so glad you got on the bandwagon to oh. have a bit because I've been furious since since the finale ended, and then it just got me thinking about all the other TV series that have pissed me the fuck off over yeah. the years. What about shows that are good then go on too long, but then keep going and kind of get good again? Any Supernatural fans? No, oh, but I've heard this no. about Supernatural. See, I was with it until it was good, and then I, it was bad. I never gone back. Oh, no, it was great until season five, and then. Yeah. Well, Season you know what? Okay, quick, quick, quickly Sorry, before Zane. we Zane's end Zane's like, wrap this the hell up, Quickly everybody. before <laughs> we end it. You know what fucking pissed me off? Supernatural, it was always about like getting to the devil or killing the yes, biggest the demons Armageddon, so they could that's exactly end it, right? right? And then they did that yep. and then they kept going. I was like, what's yes. the point? What are you doing? No, Why are you existing there's bigger, anymore? There's yes. bigger evils that are, that are deeper than the devil. No, but that's what the thing. After yep. they killed the devil, they were like, "Now we got to deal with this small uh, time demon." I was like, didn't "Get kill wrecked!" The devil. Oh, they, they didn't. didn't. Kill, no. Maybe I'll go back. They, tra- <laughs> <laughs> they trapped him, and oh, it's a don't tell me convoluted story. It's brilliant. Season twelve. Season twelve sucks. Okay, how many seasons I went, are there? I went a through million. to season ten, wow. and I never bought into it. Oh, I, really? I was ill. And I was like, okay, I just need something I can <coughs> I can binge. It's good. And no, I mean, uh, th- like I I can I get it, but oh, look it's up, so meta. Look up, yeah, <laughs> look up the list of supernatural episodes you should watch for the arc mm. because there's a lot of fluff. I mean, these oh, are, so that someone's actually done up oh, a yeah, list yeah, yeah. going here are the episodes yeah. you should watch for the big storyline, yeah, and the rest a, is yeah, very filler. engaged. The rest base. is monster of the week. I mean, they've just done the fourteenth season. What they need the to 13, end soon. 13 are available on um, Tell me. Uh, Netflix. All Netflix, thirteen. Or Stan, no, Stan, Stan. I think all thirteen. All, all thirteen. There's, wow. there's a fourteenth season that is just just uh, concluded. Go home, in the guys. It's past your bedtime. <laughs> I, I, I will also say and there's a fifteenth planned. Oh. I'll tell you. But Jensen Ackles was my first, like that was my sexual awakening time. <laughs> I was like Supernatural 12. was like just past my, like I was too old to get into it and so I never did at the time because all the all yeah. the fangirls like five, six years younger than me were like, oh my God, they're so cute. I will and say I like, Buffy's a, a show that kind of was good, dipped off and then got better towards yeah. the end and ended on a high, I think. But, but then have you read the, they, they did a season eight, in they comic. did a, a comic book. Did yeah. you like it? I liked I, it. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't it, mind I, for it to this continue. Is, like this that, is what yeah. I love. If if you get cancelled, show who's out there that I love, and and you don't get switch to finish medium. your storyline, switch medium. Do a radio play podcast for God's Do it. sake. I'll, like, I'll publish it. Like I will. I will pay you a dollar <laughs> every day in Patreon. <laughs> but honestly, you can. There's so many different mediums that you can continue now. So if you need to get the end of that story out, and you get Cancelled on a cliffhanger, you get that media out any way you yeah. can. I think now with the like with everyone having the ability to create media themselves, it is getting easier to get a story out in yes. one way or another. But back in we're talking back in the nineties yeah. and the early two thousands, it was still very you need a studio approval to do anything. But how great would it be to <laughs> well, have a TV Disney's show that now got since axed, Disney owns everything? Continue via oh, you podcast. Can make a podcast. <laughs> like how good would it be? Yeah. But I'd want to see their beautiful faces. I if if that was the only way that I could have that show because every network had passed on it, mm. give me the radio plus. All right, enough. TV's bad. We and will good. move on. 
and yeah, addictive. Sure. Apparently. Uh, I live for wish. it all. <laughs> sorry. Uh, thank Not you sorry. very much for joining us again, Liz. You're welcome uh, it is for the always, angry. Always a pleasure to bring the anger. Yeah, and look, because um, I like plugging things, Zane and I are also on another podcast called Castology where we review other podcasts. And you can hear Zane and I get this angry all the time. <laughs> but sometimes we're not angry. Mostly it's angry at our other co-host Patrick's <laughs> podcast. Which he actually featured on this podcast two podcasts ago. Yeah, did you get angry at him? <laughs> I don't think I did, not much. Yeah. Uh, got not angry much afterwards, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about your home life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find Castology. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, you can also go to that'snotcanon.com uh, for all the podcasts on the network. Uh, Andy is on a few, more than a few. I'm indeed Second Take, a film review podcast, and A New World Order, a political satire comedy bag out Sebastian Bruglio. Who did yeah. you vote for, Andy? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope, we're ending it there. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Andy. Pleasure. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Bonjour and goodbye. Au revoir. (laughs) Maybe rather than bonjour. Until next Friday, keep drinking. Never stopped. So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.